do you want to do you want to say it and then i'll you say the first part and i'll say the second part but you say i'm aj down in fredericksburg and then we say just just kidding <laughs> Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly League Game. I am AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 105, and we got the playoffs coming. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's Wednesday now we're recording. So we're we're just a handful of days away from the playoffs. We'll do a quick little preview because uh, there's only so much me and Luke can talk about that. Um, <laughs> We want to give a quick shout out to all the union podcasts who were on last week last week with uh el parchero and all the guys they put on a great little show um that was a fun time so shout out to all oh gosh so there was 10 of us on the on the uh, podcast at one point which was pretty awesome so that was cool yeah, so yeah thanks for having us on if you haven't had a chance to listen to that um some good good talk on there of uh good questions and answers within that um, so today we'll just do a quick little half hour-ish pod. Uh, we'll talk about the playoff game. We'll talk about, um, we'll, we'll, you know, we got to have our end of season awards going on. And uh, to you union players, if you win, you might get something mailed to you. Maybe. And uh, then we'll just give a quick little reaction to the U.S. World Cup games qualifiers. So, Luke, uh, Saturday you're going to be there. I'm going to be at a wedding. Um Full disclosure, I emailed the bride on Monday and asked her if she was like sure about having our wedding. Um, and I have not, I have not heard back. So I do think I'll be missing or going on radio silence for the latter parts of the second half. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping at that point the union have a three nothing lead or something, and I can kind of go to this wedding and um, try to enjoy myself. But uh, I'm pretty jealous, pretty jealous. You're gonna get to be there. So yeah. Um, Sounds like it's gonna be a good crowd from uh, the Twitter Twitter talks going on. Really? So what 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 kind of lineup do you think you're gonna see on Saturday? Are we on I mean, Christmas tree or back to the the old well of four four two? I I feel like we're just gonna stick with the Christmas tree. Um, I assume Sergio is getting back into health, and I think Burke, Burke is as well. But I think we're gonna we'd like. We got into this point into second seed playing this Christmas tree formation. Jazz Dog is in form, and you know he scored a nice goal for for Hungary uh, in his international game. So he's in form. We got we want to keep him like in the position where he's been playing best. Montero is you know is playing fine in in his dual number ten role next to him. But you know, we Casper casper has been, you know, serviceable, I guess, uh, playing in, at the, at, as a sole striker. So I'd roll with it. And, and then, you know, having a nice, some nice firepower off the bench, it doesn't, couldn't hurt in this game because playoff games are wild and a lot of stuff could happen. So having those kind of guys off the bench is, could be a nice weapon to have. Um, I don't know. What do you, do you agree? What do you, what do you think? 
I agree. I do think you're just going to stick with the Christmas tree. I think Kyle Stagg is, is very, very important to that and the fact that he's had a good international break with a couple goals, I think. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe the good international break comes on the back of him kind of improving his form with the union and then entering the playoffs. He'll just continue that fine form and he's just, he's just uh, climaxing at the right time. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotten us here. It ended the season strong. We've been known to be a team that's uh, kind of collapsed in the last few games of a season. Um, so the fact that they didn't do that also has to be a nice little vote of confidence for the team coming into uh, this playoff game. Um, this is the matchup that I was hoping as decision day kind of was going on and things were kind of changing, flipping, flapping back and forth. Um, Red Bull, I was excited to see Red Bull. I feel like being that it's a team we've beaten the playoffs, obviously, uh, the lowest seed, obviously, and just a team that doesn't really have that guy who can turn a game on its head. They don't have that guy who can single-handedly beat you. And um, yeah, so so I think I think I think this is a good matchup for the Union to uh, start their playoff campaign. Was there any team that you? would have preferred to have seen in the playoffs first round. So I was kind of, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about Red Bulls because one, they've been in good form to get themselves into a playoff position. They're one of the more um, like upward trajecting teams. Um, so like that made me not kind of nervous with their, with their form. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you that they don't have a lot of firepower, not a lot of guys that really scare me. So they were definitely one of the teams I, I, I was definitely okay with playing against. Um, I feel like maybe Montreal seemed pretty beatable too. Um, so like if they slipped in, I wouldn't have been opposed to playing against them. But yeah, I'm I'm good with this New York game and and it kind of it's it's you know builds the rivalry another playoff game with them. You know whichever way it goes that that builds this this rivalry that we have with with Red Bull and and, and um, I mean the last game was so wild and and. The fact that we beat them last in the last game in the last playoff game like makes me a little bit nervous too because like I feel like in like in all of sports like there's like the storylines are always changing and it's never always like as as you think so I feel like being the favorite and playing against a team we beat before in the playoffs like you know it's not gonna happen again is it but like we're we're such we're the favorites we're or, you know we I believe in this team that I think we should be able to get it done but it's like that that like lingering th- thought of like well you know. They know us so well like we, we we've played each other before in this situation so like you know what's gonna happen this time it makes me a little bit uneasy but that's probably just like irrational anxiety coming out <laughs> uh, i mean that's that is the definition of anxiety um irrationality uh but understandable and i think also just the two playing styles are going to be so um similar in the fact that like they're both pressing teams it's going to be it's going to be a, a night fight, and um, we'll just see which one of us pulls out a gun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, you you mentioned, like, that Red Bull don't have, like, that guy. And so flip it back to towards the Union. Who would be that guy that the Union could rely on that might get hot and go on a, a, run, a great run of form that could carry the Union into, like, a deep playoff run? Who could be that guy they could see, like, stepping up to be to carry the team? Because I feel like in every playoff run, there's always that one guy who just hits the form, and, and they can bank on him to like score the goal or be be big in the in the important moments to to win the games. 
the most obvious choice. Well, maybe not, but would be Andre Blake. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's also only so much you can rely on a keeper because say game ends zero zero, then you're going to PKs and it's a coin flip anyway. Um, I mean, our strikers all are streaky. So I don't know if I can pick one, uh, cause they, they're so streaky positively and negatively. Um, you would hope that it would be Casper because he's, he's in line to get the most playing time, obviously. And so you hope that he's the guy, but uh, you could easily see Santos as being someone who comes in at the, uh, gosh, what, 64th minute and um, the last 25 minutes of the game are just the Santos show and they just do that, you know, a couple games in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I think Blake is, is the obvious first answer. You, you agree? Yeah, I agree with that for sure with Blake. Um, I, I also think like, I feel like Montero has had a lot of games that this year in particular where he's shown to be the far and above the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if he's able to just consistently do that, he could be the guy that we, that steps up and, and you know, he's not really the guy that like, he doesn't score a lot of goals, but like he's the guy that the union could play, you know, play through when he's especially like playing, you know, at his best. Yeah. So I feel like and if he's either. able to find that mm-hmm. form, yeah, like he could be that guy. I was going to say another dark horse candidate would be, uh, his partner. I know. Right, right. Right. Like all those. So basically we either pick the goalkeeper or anyone who can score goals. So pretty, pretty bold of us, I guess. <laughs> of uh, <course. laughs> all right. So, uh, anything else? like is there anything that you think needs to happen or not happen for the union to have success i think it's all about like our, our you know it really comes down to our defense um at at home they've been really solid but they have had a lot of really uncharacteristically unchar- sketchy games um in in the recent months so as long as they play as as they should, and I mean, Elliot and Glesens have been so reliable, but they've had some fluky moments where they've given up goals that the unit shouldn't be letting up. Um, as long as they, you know, keep their heads on straight and and don't make those stupid mistakes, it's 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 ours to win. And then the off and the offensive on the offensive side of the field, like those guys will figure it out. Like they, I know we don't have the most reliable goal scorers, but if we keep the clean sheets and and all that, like the goals tend to have come with the union so it's i think it really just comes down to the defense in my mind yeah and i'm gonna make a comparison to a little crossover to the uh u.s national team because i feel like both squads are kind of um jekyll and hyde at times and both squads have higher expectations than they've lived up to um in games here and there and so you know, hope, like it seems like maybe 65, 70% of the time you're getting the team that you expect, but you're just hoping that 30% of crap doesn't show up at the wrong time. And like mm-hmm. last night against Jamaica, luckily we didn't have our best game. Luckily it was against Jamaica and they were able to hold on for a tie. And then they would play it obviously lights out against Mexico. So like they got lucky in that aspect, but if you flip our two performances, um, you know, beating Jamaica maybe big time, but then a crappy performance against Mexico and 
losing to them at home would be not great at all. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde, whichever the good one is, is the one that shows up. Yeah. Or Saturday. Yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, Should we move on to, oh, move on to the awards? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess before we get to the awards, I want to just throw out my preseason predictions. Um, cause I just had them up and you can give me a grade on my predictions based on okay. what the actual, uh, result was, um, predicted that they would be in third place. That's not a bad guess. Yep. I think it, I, so we give that B solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, my predicted highest score was Santos. I it's Casper by, I don't have the stats in front of me, but it, it is Casper, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not not a great prediction. Uh, my MVP prediction was Martinez. I think I think that's probably a, a D. Uh, my homegrown yeah. of the year that I picked in the preseason was Fontana. Hmm, that's not good either. That's that was a miss. This, uh, this might be my biggest miss, though. I thought um, a big letdown of the year. I thought it was going to be a center back. Uh, and I think our center backs uh, were anything but a letdown. I know there's a little bit of classness hate here and there, but um, I don't think those people know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, those are bad predictions. <laughs> yeah. And then my, my headline, my headline of the year was that Jim Curtin was going to leave the union to go coach uh. in here. And uh, not not a terrible, but um, not not a hit. So yeah. preseason predictions are exactly that. Um, so and I wish I pulled up mine so I could. I, I actually I actually I have yours actually written down here. I didn't see that. Um, you predicted them to come in tenth place. Mm -hmm. You That's said the highest like the highest scoring player was going to be Tommy Tinkertoy. The MVP was going to be Slim Pickens. Yeah, I know. I think I was big high on uh, Matai Orvich. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was on this team at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, you said the homegrown of the year was going to be Aurelian Collin. <laughs> uh, you said letdown was going to be Fang uh, for some he reason. Never lets me down. And your headline was that the Doopy uh, brothers were going to not make it to 100 episodes this season, but uh, we did. So, suck it. All right. Let's move on to the serious stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we have our end of season awards, which is going to be pretty fun. Yeah. So this is like the big one. This is what, uh, I don't know, like we, we talk and hang out with most of the team um, never. <laughs> and they are like, yo, we can't wait to see what the end of season awards is like. So, hey, guys, here they are. So... <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess we'll just go top to bottom, even though it seems like the top ones are, oh, we didn't put MVP on here, did we? Oh yeah. That's a pretty important one. We'll say <laughs> we'll put it at the end. Yeah. That'll be the last one. We, yeah, we'll yeah. edit that out. Yeah. There you go. Nailed it. All right. Offensive player of the year. Luke, I'll let you go first. Who did you pick? I mean, it, it would make sense to go with Casper cause he's got the most goals. Um, but I want to go with Montero. I just feel like I, his, I just liked his offensive abilities this year, and I feel like we played through him, through him a lot. Um, he was more exciting than anyone else offensively. 
Yeah, I'd say you picked a little recency bias because I feel like in the middle of the year, he uh, faded, had that spat where he was going to leave the team, missed a PK. So uh, I was going to give it to Casper. I was just going to lean on Casper. Yeah. I guess what, he has 12 goals and the next person is Santos with six for the Solid. year. So that's that's a pretty big, a pretty big jump. Defensive player of the year. Who you got? Um, it's, this is a pretty easy one. I, I went with Elliot. Yeah, me too. Unanimous. Yeah. That's a all right. Um, let's go. Just trying to figure out how we'll send these to the players. Um, we'll <laughs> say any unanimous ones, they get a prize. Um, okay, so this one, uh, I think this is unanimous. Who did you have for goalkeeper of the year for the Philadelphia oh, Union? This, this is tough. But I mean, when you look at the numbers, just crunching the numbers, I think you have to go with Andre Blake by just a hair. That's that's who came out when I you know, I ran the same numbers and I got Andre Blake too. <laughs> um, cool, cool. Congrats, Andre. We'll send you a big prize. Uh, all right, another another <laughs> another tough one. Uh, who did you have for coach of the year this year? Oof. I mean, it was tough. I really came down to fashion for me, and I had to go with Jim Curran because I basically bought a lot of clothes, union clothes, based off what he was wearing. So, yeah. Uh... It's funny you say that because I picked Jim Curtin too. It was wow. unanimous. Man, look is, at us. That that <laughs> was exciting. So congrats, James, Jim, Jimothy. Um. All right, now now there now these ones might be a little more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, goal of the year. Which which goal did you have as goal of the year? This was so. There's a couple that obviously that came up. Um, I think my favorite is going to be the. Oh. Give me your give me your nominees. What nominees did you have? Just to see. I mean, I was going between two: um, uh-huh. the Glesnes, um, you know, triple crossbar, and this the Sullivan bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the bike, um, just because it was his, you know, debut, homegrown. I it was it was just really cool. Um, and obviously, Glesnes was a freaking nature hit, but I I, I just want to shout out the the Quinn Sullivan bike. All right, those are my same two nominees, and I went the other way. I nice. went with uh, Glesnes. So um, I actually just had an idea for the awards that were split between the two. I'll just rip a sticker in half and put their names on each. Perfect. When we set it to Yes. All right, cool. So, yeah, two awesome goals. Um, one was actually in the goal of the year for the league nominee, so that actually is the correct answer. Um, so go out. Vote for Jakob. Anytime a defender scores a goal, it's got to be goal of the year. Yeah. So that brings us to moment of the year. You can go first this time. All right. So I, I was thinking the Sullivan bike, actually. But then um, I was like, well, Luke's going to say that for goal of the year because he's stupid. So I'm going <laughs> to go with – it's kind of big. It might be a cop-out. But the Champions League beatdown of Atlanta and Saprissa. <laughs> okay. I had the same exact thing. I had the beating of Atlanta. Yeah, that's awesome. It, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I mean the, the yeah the three zero in Atlanta after we like yeah the the first half when they were piling it on us and we just held strong and then and took it back at them. That was that was just awesome. Yeah. So I will send everyone in Atlanta a Duke Brothers sticker and say congrats. Perfect. All right, homegrown of the year. This one, this one's a fun one. I think, I think you had, we had several nominees. Um, right. I think, oh, actually I got another guy. I might split this one. Um, 
because I think I know who you're going to pick. But okay. there's, there's an underdog who should win this. Um, so homegrown who hit the field this year. Uh, Fontana, McGlynn, Aronson, Harriel, Freeze. Is that all? Uh, yes. I think so. Um, yeah, so this was tough because I obviously, you know, we're big fans of all these guys. But I was going to go with Jeff McGlynn. Mm-hmm. I feel like he made the best um, improvement from the beginning of the year to the end of the year when he, like, got his debut. He looked good, but pretty, like, I don't know, safe in the way he was playing. But then, like, the last couple of games when he was getting in, he was making really, really good um, creative passes and, and, and just seemed to sharper and more confident as, as the year got, got going. So that's why I, I with McGlynn. Nice. That's a, that's initially who I thought for a play on the field. Um, for play on the field, I'd said have to agree. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give mine to a guy who uh, not only did we speak to once, but we spoke to him twice. Yeah, He was such a good sport coming onto the podcast twice, despite the first time not getting recorded. So Nathan Harrell, I'm going to give him my homegrown of the year for being our best friend. Yeah, can't um, argue with that. Yeah, a little bit of a homer pick for uh, choosing my best friend, but, you know, <laughs> haters going to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, like, Sullivan, McGlynn, Harrell have all gotten shout-outs in this. That's a nice little ring for the uh, homegrowns. Yeah. Um, newcomer of the year. So you could name some of those uh, homegrowns who kind of hit the field for the first time this year. You yeah. could choose Flack, Gazdag, Baizo, um, I guess I mean, Finland. Baizo wouldn't, Baizo wouldn't count, right? I don't know. Kind of got his first real run of games this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I mean I think it's the obvious answer, and it has to be Leon Flock. He was yeah. awesome this year and came out of nowhere and became a lot of a lot of people's favorite player, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That was yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That's why I had to. Um. All right. So this one, I'm I'm really curious to see what you say this is Mm -hmm. going to be our missed player of the year so this award will be mailed out to a former union player who we missed like whether it's like just because we missed them or more likely because of what they could have brought to us on the field right so lucas who did you pick what former union player who's still playing i do i i mean i think it's another shock not a shock um it's going to be brandon aronson um one because of how good he was with the union and you know we played with basically the same guys same system that he could have stayed and, and been just as effective and not better but also also because the the leap that he made this year and also i got obviously that's because he was playing in europe but like he got so he he, he got so good in this past year and and seeing a guy like that like yeah, definitely I missed that guy and what she was on our team still. But, uh, you know, really just excited for him. But that's, that's the, I feel like that's the, the answer. I don't know how you could have someone else. Well, I do. <laughs> okay. In my mind, I was thinking MLS. I uh, forgot about Aronson. Um, gosh, not feel stupid. I picked CJ Sipong. <laughs> I picked CJ okay. Sipong because I wanted a, a goal scorer. And, um, yeah, not, not that I think. I don't know. I, I don't know how he would fit our system this year, but I like that answer though. I think that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about him, but yeah, that's that's not a bad shout. 
Yeah, and then I was like, well, Harris is still involved in the league, but I don't think he – I don't really miss him. Um, yeah. You got Fabian Herbers. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, so CJ kind of stuck out. Nice. Um, most improved on the year. Hold up. Oh! <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Uh, right. You go first this time. All right, I went with Bizo. Nice. Okay. I think – yeah, I think a little shaky at times, but he's he I just think overall this year he's really shown himself to just be a guy who um I, I don't know. I know some people are like I'd prefer Alvis Powell in there, but mm-hmm. no. I, I really enjoyed Baizo. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and also like we want to see Nate Harry O'Plake get in more and but it's it's hard with, with these other guys be in front of him. Um but yeah, I think that's a good shout. Mine was uh Glessness. Mm-hmm. Because I like he was solid last year, but I just feel like he took another step forward this year with his. You know, he had to take a little bit of a like more of a leadership uh, role. I felt like this year, um, you know, playing next to Baizo rather than like Ray Gaddis as you know the the veteran that he was, and I just feel like seeing him on the ball, the way he was like getting forward with the ball this year was was another wrinkle that he really didn't get to do last year. Um, so and I, just, I enjoyed watching him a lot this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don his name upon my back. Boom. There it is. Least improved. You go first for this one. Okay. Mine mine was El Brujo. Me too. Um, That's a tough one to mail out to a player, but I don't yeah. know. It's just because he came in so strong last year yeah. that may, maybe that our expectations were a little skewed because of that. Um, but I just feel like he didn't really step up and like we we wanted him to be a little more mature a little more like smart with his approach to these games and and we still saw a little bit of that like hot-headedness and and just kind of like his his play on the ball kind of it's it it didn't seem to improve or i wouldn't say it's it, he you know took a step down but there's not much improvement in a guy that is still relatively raw and, and does have room to grow you know yeah um yeah and I just always kind of got the feeling that he felt like he was above everyone else. Like he mm-hmm. thought like this league, he can just kind of do whatever and it kind of got us into trouble. Um, still, I mean, still one of the first names on the, on the lineup, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's an important player. Yeah. But yeah, just, I mean, a lot of the team around him improved because they had to, but I also think he, uh, was bailed out by good play of others a lot of the time too, and having a guy like Block who um, could cover a lot and um, yeah. All right, uh, biggest surprise of the year. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go with a second place finish. I thought the yep. Champions League was going to uh, decimate the team a little more and lowered my expectations as they went further on. I kind of didn't expect them to do as well, but to, to just be so consistently result oriented and um, what they're doing was fantastic. And that was such a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Mine was, is either going to be Leon flock just because he was surprisingly great this year. Um, but I think it really has to be the CCL semifinals round mm-hmm. because, you know, we didn't, we were excited to be in the, in champions league, but you know, we were just expecting to, you know, maybe have a, a nice competitive uh, two legs with Surpresa and maybe we'd squeak out a win, but that would be like basically it. 
or you know the best we we could really expect. Um, but they made a nice run, and like you said, it didn't derail their season. So it was it was it was just you know surprisingly great. Yeah, yeah. So both of us pretty pretty result um, driven for that answer. That's cool. Um, what 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 do you remember as being the best game of the year? So there might be a bit of a recency bias, but I'm going to say the Nashville win at the end of the season, just because of the importance of it and the union stepped up and, and, you know, got the result when they needed it. Um, it wasn't not exactly like their performance was the best in the game. Not that it wasn't, but it just feel like just the, the situation made it the, the best win. Mm-hmm. That's a solid answer. I was there. So I appreciate that one. Um, <laughs> Mine is a similar one. It's based on situation and, and a much needed win. It was, we started the season 0-2-1. and We have mm-hmm. one point through three games, and then we beat Chicago 2-0. And uh, so I can just kind of put that, maybe not the best game, but, but maybe maybe the maybe the thing I was thinking of was like, most important or just yeah i don't know it it just kind of looking back i was like oh yeah i completely forgot that we went winless for the first three games and we're thinking what the crap um Mm -hmm. so yeah all right so now the big one that we definitely didn't forget when we put this together (laughs) mvp now let's let's put out some nominees before we give our answers sure okay we'll each we'll each nominate two all right, so okay. you give me your first nominee. First is Andre Blake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would probably. say, yeah. yep. I'll say second nominee would be Jack Elliott. Okay. Third, I'll say Montero. Montero. And I'll say Leon Flock. Nice. All right, so Luke, with your MVP vote, this person will be mailed. Not only a Doopy Brother sticker, but also a painting of them, possibly. <laughs> oh boy! Um, and if it's a split vote, they get half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I mean I have to go with Andre Blake. I think he. I mean he's just our best player. He had a great year. He like should win MLS or MVP, even though it's you know or uh, goalkeeper of the year, even though it's going to go to Turner. Um, yeah, I mean he's just he's like our best player. So like. I, it, I can't really go anywhere else for that. Mm-hmm. And and I would say to, for the true meaning of the three letters MVP, most valuable player, it's tough to argue against him as far as mm-hmm. value for the team and the points that he he gains for us. And I love I love Jim Curtin's um, understanding that a good goalkeeper is worth twelve to fifteen points every year, and I don't think that there's any more true goalkeeper that that. Uh, is represented by then Andre Blake. Yeah. With all that being said, I did not choose Andre Blake. Okay. I, I chose a guy who played in, started in at least three different positions on the field, um, and was also our biggest surprise of the year, Mr. Leon Flock. Yeah. So I put him. Um, yeah, he's our newcomer, and for me, he was our uh, MVP. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I, like I, I see like the value in in him being able to play those different positions and and really never never really missed a beat except for maybe the the one wing back kind of situation. But other than that, he was never out of place. Yeah, and you just think if if we didn't have him and when we didn't have Martinez, 
what happens to the team. Like you're you're really throwing a big wrench into it if if you don't have a guy like Flock who can cover for Martinez. Right. Um, you got to change change formation or something, and and you're just not that he's saving or earning us 12 to 15 points like an Andre Blake, but you know, there might, he, he's probably got some points tied to his uh, value with his uh, play this year. Definitely. So, um, so I'll paint half of a Leon flock and half of an Andre Blake. Uh, I don't know if I'll do left and right side or top and bottom. Someone just gets feet and I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's exciting stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. That was a, uh... That was solid. Um, before we leave, uh, quick reaction to the U.S. World Cup qualifiers. Um, yeah, I mean they're still in a decent spot. I feel okay with being behind Canada rather than being behind Mexico. It just feels a little bit easier to take, even though Canada is really scary good. Um, yeah, there. The there's a comment from Paul Tenorio in there, the Allocation Disorder podcast. Just he he mentioned he uses the word volatile, mm-hmm. describing like he's describing like the young players. But I feel like that's a great word to describe this team because they're so, you know, there's the highs and the lows, and that's like you know comes with a young team that's that never experienced these qualifiers before, and I feel like that's just a good way to describe them because you know the highs of beating Mexico and then the, the lows of this you know the Jamaica game and and previous qualifiers. It's just like so up and down with this team that it's hard to like have real expectations about what's going to come in game by game but um i mean they're still i think they're doing fine and and they're you know track to get to the to the world cup yeah yeah um yeah friday friday was just so fun friday was such a fun dose of sarah that was just great to get that moment from this team and uh yeah all right cool man well before we head out let's let's give uh give what's not going to be our last predictions of the year because they're going to win so what's your prediction for saturday i mean it'd be so nice to predict like an easy like 2-0 calm win but being that it's playoffs and with these two teams it's it's not going to come easy so i'm going to say like 2-1 union all right i am going to go the easy route i'm going to say a three nothing win i think the union are going to score two quick ones in the first half and then, and then cruise and get another one lead. <laughs> That's just what you want to see because of this wedding. It's it's it's. I've been trying to break up this couple for weeks now, and they are very <laughs> solid. So, um, unfortunate. I've got a couple couple days left, and I'll I'll do my worst. So, um, who's going to be the hero on the day? Who's going to hit your game winner? Um, I think it's going to be God's dog. How about that? Yeah, and I'll cool. say Casper with the first. There you go. Pretty safe. Pretty safe there. Um, I'm going to go Casper Brace in the first half. Because, you know, I love predicting a brace because at some yeah. point someone's got to score twice. And then, then I'll go Paxton to Ooh, finish it off late. That'd be fun. Man, yeah, we haven't awesome. mentioned him enough in this in our this this episode. Yeah, yeah, we really didn't. Um, what award can we give Paxton? Um... Does he have the best hair on the team? Maybe best younger brother. I mean, I was kind of hoping to get that one, but I think he might it might be. I'll be honest, there. you didn't even make my ballot. <laughs> 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 All right. 
oh man that's funny um all right cool let's let's end on that i think that was a great place to go so um guys thanks for listening i can't wait to see you all uh representing the sub on saturday go have fun be loud and um let's just keep being good people <laughs>